Welcome everyone to another Podirance. Uh, Podirance, what? <laughs> to another Podirance podcast. Uh, and today we'll be talking about the apprenticeship. Now, to introduce uh, our guest today. My name is Ricardo Tony. I just finished the apprenticeship program with Codurance. My name is uh, David Halewood. I graduated from the Codurance apprenticeship around four months or so ago. Um, before that, I was working for a company called Redgate in Cambridge. So I relocated to uh, London to take part in the apprenticeship. And my name is Jose Fensel. I, um, I finished the apprenticeship with Ricardo um, around like three weeks ago. Um, before that, I was working in Ipsos back in Chile. Who wants to explain what the apprenticeship is? Uh, the apprenticeship at Cogerance is um, a program for want of a better word, where um, for about three months or so, um, people that are lucky enough to be um, taken on to the apprenticeship by going through uh, an interview process, much like you would be if you were going for a software engineer job anywhere else. It's, um, I think the important thing to note about the apprenticeship is that it's a little different to what you might imagine um, kind of a, an apprenticeship, like a guild apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. So normally apprenticeships, like a level four apprenticeship, would be like a complete entry level um, program for people who are just either graduating or um, don't have a lot of experience in a specific subject. And I know that there are level four software engineering apprenticeships. The Codurance apprenticeship is, um, I would say, on a on a higher level. There are mm-hmm. some prerequisites. Like, you know, we are expecting people to have experience professionally with code. Um, so that's kind of my avenue into it was working around about a year and a half for a software company coming into the um, apprenticeship, having that experience and yet still having a lot to learn. And I think that's the important thing to kind of distinguish really from our apprenticeship is that it's starting from a higher base level and building upon those skills that you may have learned from professional environment um, and really kind of leveling you up for a software craftsperson position. So that, as I said, the apprenticeship is led by software craftspeople or senior craftspeople and it's um, a kind of a curriculum that allows you to um, up your skills in micro design, macro design. So we're talking about with micro like solid principles, um, coupling, cohesion, kind of like the, the, the bread and butter of um, software craftspersonship. And then the more macro design is like the higher level architecture. So like, um, you know, uh, REST APIs and SPAR and hexagonal architecture and things like that. Um, and in, in amongst all that is a little bit more um, agile kind of XP programming. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm waffling a little bit, but basically the <laughs> apprenticeship is to to graduate people coming into Cogerance uh, to allow them to go onto a client as a software craftsperson, deliver value, um, and yeah. Ricardo, what you were doing before and how you joined the apprenticeship? Well, I was working in Italy and I was working on a project on microservices and before that another project. So I had some experience as a software developer and, and as David said, I mean, this is part of the requirement usually that we have to enter the apprenticeship program. So, um, and yeah, I mean, I was working on the Pivotal tech stack, um, Java. So uh, hmm. I was kind of you know, having a good time with this job, but I felt like there were, you know, we were not working in TDD, for example. Yeah, there were many things that I, you know, I really felt like I wanted to improve. And when I heard about um, the apprenticeship program, I mean, 
I fell in love. I mean, it was very, <laughs> very interesting, you know, and just uh, such a very good opportunity to find exactly what I was looking for. Okay. Uh, Jose? My story is a little bit different on the, on the way that I actually got to, to Codirins. Um, a friend of mine who is the founder of, of Socrates back in Chile, okay. um, he mentioned like, hey, listen, uh, uh, you, really like, you will really like this, this company that it's called Codirins and they, they do just exactly what you're looking for. Um, so I, I, I applied back in, in January. I uh, completely failed. <laughs> um, I got all the feedback, and when I got the feedback, it was actually the time that I realized, like, yeah, this is the company that I won't want to work with because it's. I got a five-page feedback from one of the senior craft persons, like from Chris Bimson, and um, and saying like, hey, listen, you need to work in this, uh, and I took that as an opportunity to say like, okay, I'll, I'll apply in six months and yeah applied in six months chris reviewed it uh thought that the process was very good uh, like the learning process and yeah. okay i i have to say this because i participated in a few interviews i have interviewed people that have reapply and i love seeing that when we give uh, uh we like to give feedback. I, I have one thing that have always bothered me from interviews everywhere else is that you never get feedback. I hate that. So I have always tried to give uh, feedback on my uh, interviews and trying to be specific uh, and talk about different things that, can, that I see can, can be improved. And when I see someone reapplying to Codurance and having uh, take into account the feedback that we have given them, that, that, that for me is a plus one for them to uh, uh, to be to be approved. I mean, to to pass the uh, the interview process. Uh, so, Points. good from you. <laughs> um, was there anything specific about the apprenticeship that uh, interested you when you were applying? Um, so yeah, I, I read about the the apprenticeship um, on the website. That that's the way that. I, so um, this friend that I, that I mentioned, he said like uh, you you should apply for this uh, software craftsman person. I mean software craft person. Uh, and I um I saw the software craft person, and then I saw the apprenticeship. Um, I knew there were different levels of experience mm. and, and knowledge, um, but. When I saw the the program and what they offer, and then I talked with Emery, uh, I was ju I just fell in love with the with the project with the program. I mean, it's a it's such a good program. It's so well tailored, and also um, every time that new apprentices uh, um, graduate, they're mm. tailoring even more because we we did the apprenticeship and we're done here, and we say like, okay, what could have been different? This this this. Um, but the thing is that the the apprenticeship, as when you read it the first time, it's just it's just something that it, it's amazing. It catches your eye. What about you, Ricardo? Because you were mentioning early on TDD. Yeah, uh, test driven development and extreme programming in general uh, were just the, the the subjects that were you know most interesting to me, and of course the rest as well. But um, especially test driven development and. Um, 
the, the great thing to me about the apprenticeship program is that you have the chance to spend a lot of time pairing and doing TDD and experimenting with these and learning the practice, which is such a you know incredibly important thing and it's something that is so difficult to do <clears throat> in a in a normal working environment and especially of course TDD but also pairing I have to say because. Um, Pairing is something that is very easy to underestimate and is something so important to me. And it, it takes a while to understand how important it can be and it takes a while to learn how to do it. And so for me now, this is just the beginning, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But I mean, at least I reached a level where I can start to work in a, um, you know, in a extreme programming environment, like wait, being able to, to, to apply peer programming. And... And so these two things were definitely the, the, the most important ones, of course. I mean, this is the core of the um, apprenticeship program. And and I knew that this is something that can make a huge difference when you're on a project, can really make the difference between failing or <laughs> succeeding with a software project. So, yeah, I mean, and it's been a great opportunity for me. Okay. Well, seamless plug, as uh, you have mentioned pair programming, our previous episode, if you haven't listened to it, <laughs> it was about pair programming. <laughs> so now you have something to look forward to. <laughs> um, David, what about you? So I was pair programming from, from day one. Um, I did a career change about two years ago from um, outdoor education. So I was living in the woods, in the middle of nowhere, in the States. And you were, uh, when you did your career change, you did uh, Makers, yeah? Did do Makers Academy. Well, we can yeah. maybe take a talk a bit uh, later about the, the difference mm. between both approaches, because I think, I think that could, could be interesting. Okay, interesting. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, two years ago, well, a little over now, um, I'd never written a line of code. So mm. uh, Redgate was a great place for me to, to learn and develop. Um, it was a great environment, like, learned a lot. But it was in Cambridge, and... I think Cambridge is lovely for many people, and if I was a little older and starting a family, I think it would have been <laughs> wonderful. Um, but I was uh, I was feeling a little bit um, itchy to move. So actually, mm. I was thinking of moving back to Manchester, and I, I set my LinkedIn profile to available in Manchester. And on my LinkedIn profile, like as I said, um, Makes Academy has similar uh, concepts around kind of solid principles and, yeah. and all that. So that was on my LinkedIn. Um, so Anne-Marie um, at Coderance kind of found me that way and approached me about a software craftsperson job. And uh, I went through the, the, the process. You are the one that was applying from Manchester and then decided me. to stay in London. Stay in London. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're a large part of that, actually, because uh, you were part of the interview process for me. And uh, through that process of applying for a software craftsperson, um, it became quite apparent that um, I wasn't quite at the level I thought I was hmm. um, you know the the, the coherence interview process is awesome at finding where your limit is um, in, in, in a very nice way actually so I also um, interviewed with Chris Bimson as uh, was mentioned before and he was absolutely fantastic to pair with and the pair the pair interview went really well but the second interview where it develops a little bit more of your um, ability to articulate your understanding on more uh, macro level um, design and architecture hmm. and that's where I I really kind of fell down short. So the job that I had was working on a very small program that kind of was a download try-by kind of model. And it was just, you know, a very simple React application. And it wasn't scaling and mm. I worked not really in a, in a large production environment. So didn't have a lot of those skills that are necessary to be um, kind of deployed as a software craftsperson through Coherence. So it became very apparent at that point that um, the, apprentice, the apprenticeship would be the right level for me. 
And, and it was difficult for me to, to kind of get my head around that, honestly. Uh, it was even more difficult for my former employees to understand why I was leaving for an apprentice uh, position. Um, but I, I, I was left in no doubt through that process that this was the right decision. Hmm. Um, and I, I chose London um, just because I felt very kind of connected to the people in the London office when I um, uh, when I came, including yourself. And I thought that I could learn a lot from, from those people and that environment. Um, so, yeah, so I decided to stick around in London for a while. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, let's gonna let's gonna talk about your uh, now your experiences within the program. How how do you find it? Let's let's, let's gonna start with you, David. Yeah. Okay. Um. So many like positive things to say. It it was oh, such, that's good. That's good. yeah. It was <laughs> it was quite a transformative period for me. Okay. Um, I, a lot of it was kind of building upon the knowledge that I had already um, and building upon some of the experiences that I gained, um, you know, working as a, a software engineer. Um, but a lot of it was like mind-blowingly different also and, and, and new. And I had a lot of like kind of paradigm shifts throughout the apprenticeship where it was just like, oh, yeah, that makes complete sense now. And some of that came from uh, the coaches. So learning from people that are, um, you know, much more experienced than myself, I think, is a way to, to learn and develop. And, you know, in many ways, that's that's the whole apprenticeship model, right? You kind of follow somebody that, that knows what they're talking about. Um, and in that way, you can level up yourself. Um, but a lot of the learning that I had was from my fellow apprentices. You know, we had a fantastic group of very mixed abilities. Mm. Um, and it was really awesome that at times it was myself that was gaining knowledge from somebody. And at times it was myself that was passing that knowledge onto other people. And I feel like that kind of push and pull from a learning perspective is awesome because not only was I learning the, the technical and the hard skills of, of being a, a software engineer, I was also learning a little bit without, without realizing it until I've now been deployed on a client about how to be a consultant which is another huge part of, of being um, a software craftsman at um, Cadurance is, is that consultancy side of things. So learning how to mentor at times, learning how to, to pull yourself back and allow somebody else to kind of drive their own learning was invaluable. And I didn't really realize it, but now reflecting back on it, I think that was a large part of my um, development was understanding hmm. how to um, you know, work within an agile environment as a consultant as well as a software engineer. So yeah, I mean, I had a great time. Good, good, good. What about you, Jose? You will never feel alone because <laughs> you're, you're, you're our team. And then uh, you realize in the middle of the, of the apprenticeship that you're you are actually a team, that we have been working from day one. Creating uh, teamwork environment? Check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> what Jose was saying about team working is absolutely important and it connects to what I was saying before about the pairing. And it's about learning how to compromise also, I guess. And it's so important, you know. So one of the things that I really love about the um, apprenticeship program is that it's absolutely, um, it's a very active learning process. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not a passive thing, you know. So basically, you're constantly challenged by the fact that you don't just listen to a lesson passively, which is what you do most of the time in many other uh, learning environments. In this case, it's completely different. It's, you, you really have to sometimes look yourself to the information you need, you know, just go and search online and work with the guys. And this is something that... 
you know, and then of course you have the feedback always of people that can give you, you know, uh, yeah, the right feedback and make sure that you are actually going in the right direction. But a huge part of this process is about experimenting and facing yourself uh, the problem and trying to figure out how to solve it. And to be honest, this has been even one of the most challenging aspect of this program because it's something that, you know, you end up feeling very tired about it because it's a constant active approach to learning. So learning is a very intense uh, activity for our brains. And at the same time, an active learning is even worse, you know. So you, you really feel tired at some point. You really feel like I'm really challenging my my brain, my reasoning all the time, you know, mm. and with practical exercise as well. So, yep. Okay, that actually leads me to a nice uh, a point or a question, rather. Uh, and it's uh, about what you find uh, most challenging, because right now you are talking about mm. the, the there is uh, a mental toll. And I have always said to uh, most apprentices, apprentices with, uh, with whom I have talked before they start, it's just it's three months, and after that, it's, so it's three months studying like a cramming for a... Uh, at a school or something like that, uh, but but after that it is it, 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 <laughs> depending on the on the client that you go to, but it's, uh, the life can, it tends to be a bit more relaxed. So, but within the apprenticeship, what was the most challenging part that you have found? Well, for mul multiple reasons, probably the last part when uh, we got to the web development and I had to learn about React, which was a new thing for me. Mm -hmm. I've been working a lot in the past in backend, so I had to move to kind of front-end frameworks. And at the same time, I was really tired because of, <laughs> you know, what I was kind of um, working on in the weeks before. So, I mean, uh, I just felt like... Um, getting to react and also learning how to test drive front end that 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 was kind of hmm. yeah challenging for me yep David, what was for you so there was a, there was a lot that was difficult actually there was obviously a lot of um a lot of new technical things to learn i mean i i didn't know java before i started the apprenticeship hmm. and everybody else that was on the apprenticeship um New Java, so we did the apprenticeship in Java. Um, uh, Regat was uh, a C sharp, C sharp, and uh, a bit of Ruby, hmm. and a little bit of JavaScript. But um, so that was tough because I felt like I had to get to a level where it wasn't the stumbling block. Hmm. So I spent a lot of my time leading up to the beginning of the apprenticeship because I did have a couple of weeks before it started doing Java catters, and I felt a little bit stressed about that. But but honestly, that was fine. Um, I very quickly understood that the language didn't really matter. To, to the um, to learning the key concepts. Hmm. For me, I think the the biggest problem that I have sometimes in life and very much so in work is that I have a massive ego, <laughs> and uh, it it's it's held me in good stead in in certain aspects of my career. Like um, like in, in my former life, I used to do a lot of presentations, a lot of um, kind of trainings, and I used to sing songs in front of teenagers. I mean, if you you need an ego for that. Um, But but in software development, it, it can be a bit um, debilitating. I remember there was one moment during the apprenticeship, I think Francesco was our um, coach at the time, who is um, an excellent software craftsperson at, um, at Codrins. Hey. And uh, 
we we asked for feedback and um i almost instantly regretted it because uh, <laughs> his feedback was very much of like you know he didn't say this in so many words because he's he's a lovely gentleman but it was about like my ego getting in the way of 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 like the person i was pairing with possibly yeah. and that that i i kind of like you're saying jose about like my way isn't the best way um whereas in my head it always is hmm. and i feel like i'm constantly battling that um you know and if you if you if you want to improve you've got to be able and be comfortable with being with, like wrong and, yeah. and being even foolish and like understanding that um your way isn't necessarily uh, the best way and i think that that's what was my biggest aha moment during mm. the apprenticeship and the thing that i still battle with occasionally now um but that's the thing that i found most challenging is um, being comfortable being wrong being comfortable not driving everything leading every meeting and yeah, and I definitely still can improve in that area, but that's the thing I found most challenging. I do think that's a quite good insight. The the, the fact that especially we, you were mentioning early on, Jose, about teamwork. Mm. Uh, and yeah, if you're working with with a team, it's a team of equals, mm -hmm. and and being able to recognize that sometimes you're wrong, uh, that's I think that's pretty important. Nice. Yeah, people really appreciate it as well. Like when you actually come up to say like hey listen yeah, yeah i was I, I, I was wrong uh it actually it actually helps a lot to the team um to the team spirit and the the relationship that you have with your mm. teammates yeah the good thing is with me it happens a lot that i'm wrong so <laughs> <laughs> lots of opportunities <laughs> what about you uh jose what was most challenging for you interacting with personalities that i clash with um and for me I, I I believe that, like, well, the, the reference comes way too close, but I've, I I feel that I had massive improvement on on the way that I feel about someone <laughs> um, uh, that 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 did bother me earlier. Uh, yeah. it, it doesn't bother me anymore. When you move forward with your team, you realize that they help you out so much. Like uh, you have mentioned before, David, it's always you always have a few areas in which you are better. Yeah, but because it has been your expertise from before. Other areas in which you are not as good, and it's good to have people that can help you on those on those areas. And once you start helping each other, then things to to improve. That's that's pretty good. Now, who of you remember? I I suppose you, the, both <laughs> of you, Ricardo and Jose, they the, are the, the ones that have just finished. But who remembers the structure? Week zero, um, it's when. So usually, I don't know if. Well, I say like the the apprenticeship, this apprenticeship, and the and the one that we have now. Um, but usually, not all the apprentices get there at the same week. Um, so there's usually week zero, but apprentices come earlier. Uh, week zero is when all the apprentices are ready, and they talk a little bit about Kudurans. Um They do a little bit of katas, but like very simple ones, and talk about the the Kudurans, um culture. Yeah. Culture, yeah. thanks. Yeah, sure. uh, culture. Then week one, it's basically pure TDD. Um, so it's TDD transformation priority pr uh, premise and object calisthenics, and then in week two comes more of the non-technical parts of a uh, uh, more of um, solid principles, uh, 
single uh, simple design, um, some design patterns. Um, week three is uh, outside in. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the whole week it's outside in. Week four, it's a uh, self learning. Um, it's a week where you kind of work on your own katas, and then at the end of the at the end of the week, you do a live kata. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, screen. Uh, I believe that they're changing that because of Arnott's uh, um, feedback, but I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to jinx. I mean, <laughs> I don't, don't want to spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then week. F- I I think that yeah, my mind it's a little bit blurry after that. But uh, macro design, I think is. Oh uh, yeah, week five. Yeah, it's DDD week. The the work uh, walking skeleton and DDD. Um, uh, that's a pretty interesting week um week six it's databases week seven it's uh web design eight it's agile and then from nine to twelve it's a project that applies all of the previous weeks well actually all of the weeks actually apply the previous weeks so it's not that you're learning it's not that you're forgetting everything but like it's kind of a a stack of knowledge more than more than just like in school where you like a history class where you go and say like okay uh greece and then you do greece and then you forget about greece because you're talking about rome greece doesn't matter anymore um it's not like that you actually stack Mm. and stack on on the knowledge that you have and then yeah after 12 weeks and very very hard work hopefully uh graduation Nice, nice, nice. Uh, which part did you like the most? Oh, which part did I like the most? I, uh, whew, um, so I like, I liked week, week four. Uh, it's, it's weird because it's the least, uh, structured one. Um, but it's the one that allows you to experiment the most on, on the knowledge that you have acquired. And then doing the live kata, it was so good. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. Um, doing like doing the kata myself and uh, listening to the other katas of, of my of my apprentices. I mean, my fellow apprentice, not mine. Um, um, so yeah, for me, week four, it, it it just allows you to. It's when you realize that coherence allows you to experiment a lot. And uh, and uh, you realize that that you actually want to, you actually want to learn new stuff. You you get that that little bug inside of you where it says <laughs> like, okay, yeah, I wanna I wanna learn, man. Mm-hmm. I wanna learn so much, and there's so much that I don't know yet. Um, so yeah, for me, it's uh, week four definitely. Good, good, David. What was uh, for you? I think I don't really have a favorite week. I think it's really hard to kind of nail down a favorite week. Um, I kind of agree with um, Jose that week four was really uh, awesome because, you know, I was talking before about being comfortable failing, like doing the catters and then just throwing them away like and, and not having any kind of like um, ownership or um, relationship to the code you've just written, but more about the process, like trusting in the process. I really enjoyed kind of just deleting stuff and just starting again. <laughs> you know, kata is really like uh, the, the history of the word, as it yeah. were, the etymology of the word is about doing the same thing over and over again until it becomes completely normal right? or completely like autonomous. So just doing the same kata um, with maybe a slightly different, you know, calisthenic or something like that. Um, 
was super interesting for me, but I think by far and away my favorite time during the apprenticeship uh, was the the final project, like putting everything together and um, kind of realizing the learning that you've had and, and, and having like kind of tangible moments of like, mm. ah, like this makes so much sense. And like <laughs> now I can apply this and we can, you know, gather requirements, go through the ceremonies and, you know, produce this like awesome artifact at the end of it. Actually, I tell a lie. The best thing was <laughs> actually using our, our product you know the product that we we created together, um, and we were so lucky that the open space, which is what our app was for, happened during our apprenticeship. And just seeing like it being used was so sweet. Mm. It really, really <laughs> was. Um, that was probably like my favorite like moment. Good, very nice. What about you, Ricardo? It's hard to say, to be honest. That there are quite a few things that I really liked. Um, from a technical, purely technical point of view, outside in has been really, really interesting. So working on all the mocking and the, the, the process of, you know, um, driving the the creation of the software from um, so from a requirement coming from outside, you know, and really um, understanding how to design software through understanding how different objects message to each other. That, that was very interesting to me. And it took me a while to to really understand what I was doing, to be honest. A lot of katas, and still now I'm <laughs> kind of learning about it. And what else? I mean, probably, the, I have to say, especially for us, the Agile Week has been really, really good. Uh, we had Julia that was added to our program, and she's uh, she's been working as a product manager, and... She really brought a lot of energy and uh, yeah, information about not just Agile itself, but, you know, the product culture and how to understand uh, the process, uh, the iterative process of understanding and discovering what product you, you want to make. So it's been really, really exciting in the sense. Good. Okay. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to retake something that we were talking about earlier on, um, just to to see about the differences first, be, before, so we're going to quickly go into the, into your uh, experience with makers. Mm. Um, before that, I mean, Codinus is not the only company that does this kind of apprenticeship. Uh, well, I tend to call it more than apprenticeship. Um, Uh, turbocharged learning uh, <laughs> because it is not really good for someone that is completely new uh, to programming. It is a difficult uh, system. I know, for example, ThoughtWorks does something at a, more at a scale, uh, getting all uh, people from different places all together to do a single project where they do the teaching. It's light. Uh, I think beginning of last year they started to do something similar to us uh, they moved from the more guild based apprenticeship to a more uh, a structured one like where we do right now I believe if I remember correctly the blog post um, and there are, I, I know of a few other companies uh, non-consultancy non companies they, they try to do some Uh, teaching as well. So the, 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 we have uh, a way of doing it, and it's not the only way. Uh, and I wanted to speak, a, uh, talk a bit more uh, about, uh, in this case, David, your experience with 
makers. Mm. Uh, before I go into that, uh, Ricardo, you, uh, how did you get into programming? Were you doing a university course? Did uh, you go? Yeah, I did some exam at the university while I was doing statistics and did informatics. So yeah. it was about Java. And then I did a course in Rome. Yeah. But it was something specifically about Java. So it was very yeah narrow on the programming okay. language. And what about you, Jose? Um, well, it's a not too short, sorry, but to make it short. Um, so I, uh, I did a lot of career changes on, on university. So yeah. I started with architecture and then mathematics, then mm. wanted to be a teacher, <laughs> then engineering. I dropped everything and started working for my previous, previous company yeah. in categorizing ads. And then, uh, I one day asked them, like, hey, listen, you're doing this SQL thing that I believe that you don't need to. If you teach me how to do it, I'll do it for you. Because it was a development mm. team that they had to go to help us whenever any of our team did a mistake. Yeah. And they taught me. Actually, SQL was the thing that actually made me want to uh, to develop. Then I didn't realize that it was completely different. It's normally the opposite reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I actually really liked it. And then um, from there, I just learned how to code, uh, started working, studying on nights. Hmm. Uh, went to university at night for for two and a half years. And then, yeah, yeah. I'm here okay. Now. So I started from university, then uh, at work before going into studying. I'm... You were into makers, yeah. but we have uh, had people from makers before at uh, at Codinas. Uh, at the very least, three, I think, three people that have been on makers. There's one currently an apprentice as well. Oh, okay, that, that yeah. makes it four. Etienne as well. Etienne too, yeah. Yeah, he was a makers as well. Okay, we get around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how do, how does I mean? It's a completely different uh, starting point because makers yeah. is for someone that. Doesn't have any experience. Complete yeah? entry level, yeah. Mm. Okay, so you have both experiences. How, how do you look at them? Uh, how do you compare them? Or does it even make sense? To yeah. compare them, yeah. No, it's difficult actually. I mean, the, the process is similar, uh, the time scale is similar, um, mm. the outputs are, diff are quite different. Um, Makers was an awesome experience for me. It, it, um, can be a difficult process for others. It's it's almost an entirely self-driven process. Um, it's self-discovery, it's self-learning. They have a little bit of interaction um, with kind of classes, I would say, mm. but it's, it's more loosely around a, 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 a loose curriculum that they have that you kind of self-discover through um, and find your own way. For me, that's exactly the way that I like to learn. So it was awesome. Um, for others, it can be a little bit more difficult. I feel like the um, Cajurance apprenticeship has a bit more, well, a lot more actually structure hmm. um, and clearly defined goals, clearly defined outcomes. You know, there is an entry and an exit criteria, um, which was very clear for me. And I felt much more comfortable in that um, at Cajurance within the kind of the scope of being a professional software engineer. I didn't have that scope when I was at Makers. It was all new. It was all kind of just, I didn't really know what my outcome was other than I wanted a job. Hmm. Um, and you know, the, the, the difference, I guess, there as well is at Makers, the outcome was 
you might get a job at the end of it if if you're exceptional. Um, Codurance, it was a bit more. You know, if you if you get through this apprenticeship and you you prove um, uh, that you're able to um, adhere to the exit criteria, then Codurance yeah. hires you at the end of it. Um, in terms of the process, like it was pretty much twelve weeks. It was pretty much every day. It was pretty much my entire cognitive load. It, <laughs> it was really really intense, and mm. both both processes. Um, but I felt like I had a lot more of the tools and a lot more of the um, kind of learning acumen um, during the Codurance apprenticeship. But Makers, you know, put me on that path. It, it, it was a great, great positive experience, I'd say. Because um, I, I, I don't know Makers at all. But So, so what, what is it? Yeah, yeah, no, so it's, it's good. It's good to, uh, to clarify. It's a 12-week coding boot camp. So they, they kind of, uh, they might not market it themselves as this now, but it used to be like... Um, the marines but for coding so it's like oxbridge meets marines i think was their kind of um their uh, tagline at one point it's basically just a, an incredibly intense way to get you job ready as a junior software developer mm-hmm. um they adhere to a lot of the similar principles that um Cadurance does you know so we we did test driving from the start so tdd extreme programming um solid principles that kind of thing uh, and they use Ruby and JavaScript as the kind of medium to drive that. Um, but it's very kind of like jobs, job ready specific. So it's just to give you the practical skills to kind of hit the ground running on your first junior developer job. Um, so it's like indirect competition really to a, um, a comp sci degree kind of thing. Uh, that's interesting um, uh, because uh, I did uh, my university my university degree here in the UK, but I, I know as well how it works in uh, in Spain. Um, and the thing is that you are not really prepared for a for job out of university. You have lots of knowledge about things, but once you get in there, I say, I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> well, how am I supposed? I mean, after a while, and I started to get my feet. I I was able to use some of the learning that I had uh, uh, from university, but in terms of the whole process of Developing a, a a project, nothing, mm. <laughs> and 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 as well the fact that university doesn't prepare you for which is why as well mark the thing we check early on, <laughs> uh, you are not really prepared to actually work with other people. I mean, you uh, I had my team project, but I mean it was uh, at university, but it was. <laughs> It was after Manja was in a in a good position <laughs> mentally back then, but still, it, it was compared with how I understand Tingwood right now, nothing to do with with what what is done. Mm. So I think that is uh, a, a, a nice point that is there is a lot of difference between what you do from an academic's point of view to what you do actually in a job in the industry. Yeah. Mm. I think that like my impression, uh, my two brothers and my father were all software engineers in their own way, so this was always going to happen for me at some point, <laughs> career change. But um, I, my my impression of like a developer was like headphones, works on their own, head down in the laptop yeah. kind of thing, and and you know makers and certainly you know being a professional software engineer now, it, that's just not the way it is. It's all about working with people and your relationships with people. Yeah. Yes, we write code, but we work with stakeholders who are human beings mostly. Yeah. And and it's about our <laughs> mostly, <interac> mostly. <laughs> it's about our interactions with them, right? So like <laughs> makers was great because they rotated pairs every day, a new pair every day, always pairing. Yeah. Unless there was some kind of self-discovery learning days, mm-hmm. which, you know, the apprenticeship program at Codurance also has those days too. Yeah. I think they're important. Um 
but yeah, my, my impression of a, of a developer now is someone that is able to be talk technical when you're talking to other engineers, to talk business values when you're talking to stakeholders and to articulate, you know, your drives and articulate um, your goals as a team. And it's massively important. And my kind of uh, perception of that has changed a lot. Ricardo, if someone comes to you now, I say, he says, maybe I'm thinking perhaps that I want to do in the apprentice. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Don't, don't even think. Cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, th th there's no reason why. I mean, I would suggest to everyone to do it, even if they are very experienced developers. Because the thing is that it's, it's a moment that you can take for yourself to build something that no matter how much experience you had before, you know, it's still going to be really important for you. And I think Jose before just mentioned stuff and David as well about the ego and the team working. That's really a big part of it, you know. And it's not just because you you face you clash with new issues and you have to face them, but it's also you have the time to to make mistake in a safe environment, which is so important, you know, because that's the problem when you work. There are so many things going on and there's so much pressure on you to deliver something mm. that you cannot really experiment. And then for this reason, you you usually tend to be very repetitive, you know. And in this context, you have a safe environment where you can really develop yourself as a human being and not just as a, um, as a developer. So, yeah, I mean, do it. And it's great, <laughs> honestly. Good, good, good. Uh, so now... Who wants to tell me um, the a single thing that they will change on anything about the the apprenticeship in regards to the way that you went into it or these things during the apprenticeship during the during the apprenticeship? Yeah, this if there was one thing that you would say, okay, if I'm doing it again, I will change this or I will uh, change the way I have behaved or the or the way I have learned things or anything. Hmm. That is an awesome question. Yeah, I think I think for us, with the nature of um, Cadurance as a business, mm. most of the coaches are people that are not on a client on the bench at the time and are able to provide that um, time and commitment to to coach. Mm. Um, for us, we joined at a time where Cadurance was, um, you know, acquiring new clients and, and being hugely successful. And what that meant for us was. Um, that we didn't necessarily have um, the, the the coaches that were able to commit to the time that we had. And we didn't have a front-end week, for example. Um, that was something that I think we can improve on as a company. And I think that that was improved upon. I think you guys had an awesome front-end week um, and also had um, maybe slightly more um, committed coaches that were able to be committed for those times. But um, I think the thing that I lacked during my time at the apprenticeship was how to be a consultant. Hmm. I feel like how to be a consultant is synonymous with how to be a successful and confident software engineer. I think the two kind of go hand in hand. But there were certain aspects to, and certain nuances to being deployed as a consultant at a client that is different to being a permanent employee that I think we can cover a little better during the um, apprenticeship. Hmm. I think that... Um, you know, that could have prepared us a little bit more for that. Um, obviously, the support that we've had whilst being on the client from Codrian's head office and from, um, you know, more senior engineers and more senior 
um, craftspeople has been awesome and I've felt very, very comfortable with that. But I think during the apprenticeship, I think it's good to touch on that. I think that's something that we can put into the curriculum. Um, and I know that's something that's being thought about as well in, in terms of iterating on the, on the programme. But yeah, that, that would be the one for me. Yeah, actually, that's a very, very good point. So the the main structure of the of the program is similar to how we started, but we have been doing changes here and there uh, into the into the approach. And it's and I haven't participated that much on those discussions, mostly because I already <laughs> participated in too many things. But um, <laughs> but yeah. The, the, there's always the, 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 the want, which again is kind of cultural th thing within Codirians, is the want to improve mm. and not just, not just a, a, remain static because nothing is perfect. So always a bit of uh, improving. Anyone else? Yeah, I think that um, one of the things that, that strike me, uh, and I believe that it's, it's it, it was... In between me and uh, the information, uh, it was on the um, on being prepared on the like the le the, the the type of people that will get into the apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. I was expecting kind of similar levels of experience and ability, and then I got into the the program, and then I realized that I have colleagues that have been working for five years um extremely talented um java developers um and and um you realize that that it's not an entry level um it's not an entry level apprenticeship um but because it's called apprenticeship and you re you you say it to yourself like okay yeah so apprenticeship it's where i come to learn so i can um, so for me, uh, what I would, what I would change, um, that I believe that that recruitment is actually doing quite, quite good now, it's to actually say, listen, this is not an entry level um, position. This is <laughs> you need, and there's some experience and some knowledge that we need from you to know. Oh wait, we have seat over here. Okay, <laughs> hello seat. Hello seat. <laughs> And what about you, Ricardo? Is there well, anything? I don't know. I mean, the, there are definitely things that can be improved, you know. And I think the main issue is that um, we depend a lot on the availability um, of the craft people during the, the process that, mm. that the apprenticeship uh, goes. And so this can create sometimes problem just because of the availability. And of course, um, you know, the more we can provide uh, some sort of stability in this sense, the better it is. This is definitely something that can deliver a lot of mm. value, you know, because, of course, all the craft people of Codurance are amazing people and the, 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 everyone that took part of our apprenticeship, I mean, I loved everyone, really. They've been amazing. But even listening to what David was saying, for example, he was talking about us, you know, having a better week about front-end, and that's an example... It's very easy to to be, you know, the, the outcome of the, the, the different weeks could depend on the ability uh, availability during those weeks. And in this sense, you know, it's definitely something that can be, um, the more Condurians can invest on finding the right people, that, that would be 
a really important advantage. But I mean, this is high level, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're talking about a very, very good apprenticeship program and then, you know, to, to, to be even more, to be even better, you know, that, that could be a thing. Mm. Cool, cool. Um, I will pass the notes to to the people. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say as well, I said, um, I used the word commitment a lot and mm. you, you used a better word, which is availability. I wasn't trying to suggest that the commitment of our coaches wasn't quite there or their effort or endeavor. It was more that their uh, focused commitment was to client work, which mm. makes complete sense as a business. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's totally understandable. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I mean, it's, it's something that is totally understandable. So, Okay, uh, anything that uh, we have forgotten to talk about? Anything that maybe you want to mention? Or are you happy with we ha what we have done so far? Yeah, pretty happy, oh, happy. to yeah. <laughs> Well, on that case, thank you everyone for uh, being here. Thank you. Thanks to you. And thank you all to all our listeners for listening to another Codinas Talks podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.